Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Welcome, everybody, back to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Network. I'm your host, Josh, and I'm joined with Brad Hicks, Mr. Brad Hicks. And tonight we have an epic guest. We have John Thomas from Yak Gadget. John, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, guys. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Not a problem, man. We've been waiting for a little while to do this episode, and um, Brad and I were talking, and we were like, hey, man, let's go ahead and get John on. And Let's talk about the cool products that we've been uh, seeing him come out with. And Brad just hooked, uh, just installed the, uh, what is it called? The Y-plate anchor or something like that, Brad? Yeah. Was yeah. Adjustable Y-plate anchor system. Yeah, dude. That thing's sick. I got to see it the day he was putting it in. Um, I happened to drive by his house after being on the water for a little bit. And he's like, dude, come check out the uh, the Yak Gadget shallow anchor system. And I was mm -hmm. like, dude, that doesn't look like what I thought. And he's like, he got the mm -hmm. different one. And I was like, that's pretty sweet. That's a sweet idea. So we'll get into some product, uh, you know, product talk here in a little bit. But first, John, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, your title with Yak Gadget, how you got into kayak fishing and all that kind of jazz. Sure, no problem. Well, I'm John Thomas. Uh, I'm owner of uh, Yak Gadget. Uh, we've been in existence for a little bit under two years, probably a little bit over a year and a half right now. And uh, I got into fishing like like most kids did. They went with their dad. 
Uh, my dad had a bass boat when I was a kid, and that was one of the few activities that we really liked to do together. And my dad was quite a bit older than me. There was a big generational age gap. He grew up in the Depression. Uh, so we really, yeah, yeah, he grew up like, I think he was born in like 33. So my dad actually fought in the Korean War. So there was quite an age gap. I think he had me when he was nearly like 50. He was like in his mid 40s. So there was this, we never, even growing up, always like clicked because I just couldn't identify with with his experience. But fishing just brought us together. And so um, it was one of the things that ever since I was really, really, really little knee high to a grasshopper, I'd love to go out with dad on the bass boat. So um, I kind of got away from fishing for a while because I worked as a graphic designer for like 25 years and I worked all over the country and uh, wasn't able to really fish as much. And when I moved back to Tennessee, um, I started just bank fishing and I started seeing some people out uh, on kayaks and and I kind of had this to a bass boat, to be, but to be honest, I just started dealing with all the with all the rigmarole that it took to get that boat operable. And so I started looking into this kayak thing, and I saw a used Jackson Cuda uh, on Facebook, and I bought it about five and a half, almost six years ago, and got started getting on the water, and I was just hooked immediately, and just really got into it. And as I got into it more, I started wishing I had products that either weren't in existence yet or they were super expensive a micro power pole for me when i was first getting into it was like 800 bucks or yeah. 700 bucks for that thing and and i and i really love i really love the concept of it and it looked like a killer product and it is a killer product but i was looking at it going man there's got to be something else that's like more affordable that kind of does the same thing and i felt that way with a lot of things i felt like Oh, why isn't there a, you know, behind the seat bag or why isn't there, you know, a crate that I can access stuff on the water? So Yak Gadget was kind of born out of things that I kind of felt like I really wanted uh, to have for myself while I was on the water. And uh, the more I got into fishing from a kayak, the more I started getting ideas and certain things. And in 2018, kind of came around like the beginning, like January of that year. I, I went to I went to a fishing expo and there was a dealer there that were actually friends of mine. I had bought some stuff from them before and they had a, uh, a Waters Big Fish 120. It just come out and I think I was the first in Nashville to buy one. And uh, I bought it and I looked at that pod area and I thought, man, I think I can get a motor in there because it's a mass, but it's an awesome boat, but, but it's really heavy. So... I got it out on the water and I kind of, I kind of looked at it and I was like, my buddy and me kind of thought, Hey, we could get a motor in there. And we kind of took the pod and we took a water snake motor and cut it and fit it inside the pod. And we said, Oh man, that could be a cool business idea. And we kind of came up with this thing called the prop pod. And it was kind of out there circulating for a while. We sold a few, but I was really controlled by, you know, supply, uh, chains and things like that. And I went to ICAST that year of 2018 to kind of meet with some of the other manufacturers and and uh, didn't necessarily get a cold response, but it was kind of like, they were kind of like, who's this guy kind of thing, you know? And I was trying to get wholesale deals for different components to build this prop pod. And um, my uh, a good friend of mine was also at ICAST 
and I was getting a little frustrated because it was harder than I thought it was going to be. And, yeah. and so I was, I, I was like, and it was really, and I, you know, I don't hold any ill will towards anyway. It was just that it was just kind of, you know, kayak, the kayak world, the kayak industry in general, it's, it's a different type of community and you kind of have to prove yourself in order to be accepted. And, um, they just didn't know me yet. And so, uh, my buddy was there and I called him on the phone and he was like, Hey, meet me, meet me over at this little cafe inside of ICAST, these little eating areas. And I met him over there and I had a napkin and I was like, you know what, instead of me trying to build a motor system and go through all these supply chains, why don't I just build a mount that goes inside of the pot area? And why don't I just, you know, I've got connections to certain materials to be able to do that. So why don't I just do that? And he was like, hey, if, if you're going to do that, then, you know, you know I'm definitely going to support that. And so that's where Yak Gadget was born right then and there at ICAST of 2018. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> And uh, when I got home, I basically took that sketch and I went to the computer and I used CAD software, things like that. And I started drafting up uh, the first like pod mount and also a rear mount. Um, and the rear mount, you know, became the quick mount now. Um, and we have different variations of that MK that goes on different boats now. But that's kind of where it all started. And once I kind of saw the feedback of how that was being received, that kind of led me into making other things. Uh, Cause I, I kind of felt like early on that, you know, there are other people making mounts. I'm not the only one. And how can I distinguish myself differently than those guys? Cause there's a lot of great guys out there making good products. So what, what can I bring to the game? In other words, that's going to kind of set me apart. And that just led me down this whole road of discovery as far as different items that I wish I had while I was out on the water. That led to the anchor system. Uh, last year came out came out with the Y-plate version that was just a, a, you, you know, a, a one-piece, if you will, that went, a, that went across the back. And then I made one that went into the power pole inserts. And then... That led eventually to the adjustable series of, of different things, and now I also have a Hobie version as well. So that's that's led to a whole discovery of products for the anchor system, and then the deep water plate that I created last winter, and and that gives you the option of making it a two-way system. And then I was also really intrigued by storage because the, I, I looked at the different storage options out there, and I said, hey, there's got to, you know, I. I have an idea. I had back surgery like about 15 years ago and I'm kind of limited with my mobility when I'm out on the water to turn my body. And I thought, man, it'd be great to have a crate that has stuff that's leaning towards you and that you can do a straight reach back. And so that's where I came up with the low pro crate. And I took that to the, uh, to my first consumer show in January and people were were kind of I, I won't say blown away, but they were really taken aback by it because they because it just looked so different than some of the other crates on the market, and it gave me a lot of positive feedback, and that led to the XD crate, which is the extra wide crate. So I now have two versions of that crate, and I'm I'm telling you, man, the kite community is so awesome because you know I learned so much of the consumer shows. Because they give you awesome feedback. I mean, I had Hobie guys coming up to me going, hey, I, and this needs to be wider for the 3,700 trays. Now, 
I'm not like you guys. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm a fisherman. I love it. I'm, I'm down to do it. I'm not as good as you guys, but I will say this. I was fishing with 3,600 trays for the longest time when I got into it. That's, that's what was out when I got into it. So that I never, you know, there's no reason for me to change, but I found out about the 3,700 tray and everyone's obsession with it. And that kind of led to the, just, you know, the kind of reimagining of the crate to fit 3,700 trays horizontally and then changing the X, the rest, I should say it's also be longer so that even on that thinner crate, you can still get dirty or long ways, if you will. So that kind of, you know, everything has kind of been linked to something else. And, and now, now we're going into making track, um, you know, track mounted pieces now, track mounted accessories, getting into our own line, if you will. And so we're kind of, I won't say all over the place, but we're kind of think all things kayak accessories. And we didn't just want to stay at mounts and we didn't want to just stay at anchors. And so now, you know, and that led to the tray. You know, we have our own low pro tray now that the Hobie guys love. Um, and also Bonafide guys are now buying it as well because it's a deeper tray and it's you can mount stuff to it. Um, and everything that we kind of created to this point is all about multifunctional use and uh so that's kind of everything is continual evolution that's kind of the way that that i kind of see things and i'm always changing things i'm always you know our even our quick mount mk mount as simple as that mount is i've probably evolved it about eight times to get it to the point where it's at now and now i have a new evolution of it coming out later this yeah. year that you guys are going to love because it solves an age-old problem that we've had with these rear mounts so you know and, and then i've had i struck a relationship with bixby last year uh in june uh and i, I worked directly with human who's the ceo of that company he's he's an amazing guy and uh and i went to icast last year and presented with him in his booth uh, and then we had our own booth at Paddle Sports Retailer Show last year. Uh, we were planning on doing the same thing this year, but, you know, we got interrupted with COVID. I actually had a booth at Canoeutopia. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I had I had my booth set up, and 10 minutes later they canceled it because the governor pretty much announced right then and there that no groups over 250 people. Wow. So, uh, so Darren Bush at Rutabaga announced that, you know, hey, we, we, we unfortunately we got to cancel the show, and I had flown there that day. That's oh. when that that was the same day that they shut down everything. They shut down the NCAA tournament. They shut down the NBA, the NHL. I think uh, Chicago announced they weren't going to do St. Patrick's Day parade. So I was like at the airport. Yeah, I was at the airport. I was going. I, I don't know what's going to happen. So, <laughs> Josh, so, wasn't didn't we tell you about Canucopia when we were at the show? And you kind of decided to go last minute. He totally did. In fact, <laughs> in fact, you and the guy that uh, the guy that does oh, what's uh, what's the name? Raptor. The yeah. the Raptor yeah. product. That so that that guy's my buddy because I've seen we worked like at that point. I think the Cincinnati show was my last show that I'd worked, and I had worked like seven shows like in in as many weeks. So I was seeing him at every show that I was at. He was at Columbus. He was at East Tennessee. So me and him became buddies. And uh, and he told me, you guys told me about Canucopia. And then he told me, he's like, yeah, we got a booth there too. 
After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. There might, there might be a last Darren, and actually he had one that somebody canceled out, at, and then uh, and then yeah, I jumped, I jumped in there, and unfortunately it didn't happen. But man, I, I'm definitely going to be at it next year, and I've already kind of um, they've been really great, and so we're gonna we're gonna be working with them. And I was gonna, and they also uh, promote the Big Gear Show, which used to be the Paddle Sports Retailer Show in Salt Lake, and they've already announced now that that's going to be put off to 2021. But I will be in Salt Lake next year at that show as well, and it's going to be a little bit later. It's going to be in August now instead of the week. This year was going to be the week after ICAST, which I thought, man, logistically, that's going to be tough for a lot of other people to participate. So now it's going to be almost a full month after, and that's going to allow the, – the way Paddle Sports Retail Show was before, and that's going to allow some of the other guys to participate Um because if you set up a big booth, you're a manufacturer, and you set up at ICAST, it's going to be tough for you to break down and then get your stuff across the country yeah. and set up there. So they reworked those logistics a bit, and I think that's going to work really well. It sucks it's not going to be this year because I was um, I was really looking forward to presenting there. Um, I had a good time at the Paddle Sports Show last year, and this big gear show is going to be a new evolution. Is actually, they're going to open the last two days up to consumers. So that's, that's pretty different because, you know, ICAST is just an industry-only type show. And I, I've even heard rumors that there could possibly be a consumer component with that at some point. I, I just think that the consumer component to me is like what it's all about. I mean, I, one thing I've learned about these shows that I worked this year is the consumers really drive it for me. I mean, I, I and first of all, I enjoy it immensely. And secondly... It helps me get our brand out. And third, I also get to make fantastic connections like with you guys and with with a lot of other dealers that I've also now have in my stable of dealers now. So it's the consumer shows are, are really key for me. And next year, I plan on working 20 if we have them. Yeah, it was a That's good a cool time story. for sure. Yeah, you got a cool success story, man. I like it. Um, you know, it's, it's all because of you guys and guys like and, and everyone that I've met in the industry – one thing I've realized in life, you know, like I own my own graphic design business for 15 years and you don't do it alone. And, and I've generosity in this industry has just been incredible. And a lot of those guys that I told you about earlier at ICAST 2018, I now work directly with a lot of those manufacturers, you know, and they've been incredible to me and they've been really accepting of what we're trying to do because they, I guess they've seen the proof in the pudding now, I hope. And, and they've seen like, oh, these guys are creating products that help us sell more boats and to make our boats more functional for users, you know. And um, and I have this weird philosophy too, and I've even expressed it to some of the guys, some of the manufacturers is, 
you know, you guys aren't necessarily making kayaks, you're making platforms. And it's an open platform. It needs to be an open platform for your users. So when they buy your boat, they can scale with it. Yeah. And, and you know, and thus keep it longer or, or turn it into something else. You know, our, our new tagline for our company is Adventure Your Way. And I really feel like that's fitting because you can now t take a boat that maybe wasn't intended for a motor. Have you know storage that it didn't have before, or add a track mounted piece that makes it completely different than it was. So, mm -hmm. the give the 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 bottom line consumer a lot of choice and and to make their platform and create it their way. And we're also expanding a you know beyond the the regular boat lines that we know and love. But you know I've got people that have. Uh, you know, Ascend boats or, or Pelicans, they're now coming to us and asking us, hey, can we put some of your gear on our stuff? And now we've got lines that are reaching out to those guys because those are huge markets on their own. So, yeah. All things back and, and boats too. Yeah, sorry, I get a little talkative. So, what's yeah. <laughs> all. It's all good. We're actually having a little bit of connectivity issues. So I don't know if you guys wanted to switch off on the uh, video yeah. or not. You want to try switching off video? Either one? Anybody? I can. Yeah. I, I can too. Okay. Whatever. You want me to? Yeah, let's try it. All right. Hold up. All right. So the other thing that like stuck out to me was uh, that you said you were a graphic designer. I, how, how much does that play into like you designing your own products? Yeah. So I think it it plays a lot into it. Um, I was a graphic designer and an illustrator for a long, long time, and um, one thing that we learned in graphic design school and also in the industry is bringing your own like illustrative style or your own design style to a specific you know project and with these products i really and i, I started studying product design because they're, they're they're very interrelated and so i took a lot of things that i learned from design school and kind of applied them to try to make these products look as stylish as possible but also also meeting form with function and make sure that you don't lose the function because a lot of people will over design things or they will over engineer things. And if it's over engineered, it's ugly as sin. And if it's <laughs> over designed, then it's not functional enough. Right. Yeah. So one, I think one thing I've learned in the design industry is that balance, right. To, to bring in nice, sexy design as sexy as possible, but still make it as functional and, and, um, you know, well-built as it can possibly be and, and marry those two worlds. And so me using, you know, uh, illustration and some other other things that I've kind of, other skills that I've kind of, you know, gathered over the years, I've been able to kind of, I feel like blend those two worlds pretty well together because I certainly didn't start out as a product designer. And, and uh, the, the whole thing, to be honest, when I first got into this, was kind of daunting at first and then I started learning CNC and I started learning 3D and uh, and then I, I realized that I had more of an aptitude than I thought 
and, and that I kind of fit in with it. And, and then I started being able to kind of merge. And what's kind of funny too, is I got into sculpture. Like I went to art school and did all that stuff and never really studied sculpture or 3d much. And I got into sculpting back in like 2013 and 14 and really found that I could think three dimensionally and more than I, more than I ever realized, because when you're a graphic designer, you're mainly doing things 2D. Even even with web design, which I've done since 1996, I was part of the whole I was part of the whole dot com boom. I'd I'd worked all over the country. I, I actually worked for ABC Television and Walt Disney <laughs> Internet Group in Los Angeles for a few years, um, and uh, so I had done some 3D like flash stuff, like games and stuff like that, but never on the level of actually like making a three dimensional product until I started sculpting about six years ago. And that's kind of led into my understanding of like drawing in 3D. And 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 then that kind of led to CAD, which now is led to what I'm doing now. So mm-hmm. um I there you know all things are connected. I kind of learned that from Leonardo da Vinci who was like one of my my all-time heroes who who was also an incredible inventor by the way, not just an yeah. artist, but but I mean, some of the some of the things that we have now is because of him, and uh, even in the boating world, <laughs> I mean, this guy was just an incredible thinker. In 2006, I got to go to London and see uh, an exhibit of his actual sketchbook on display, like his sketches. That's cool. And uh, and that really inspired me to start kind of thinking more like in terms of product design and function even as early as that. So, you know, everything's kind of connected and, and uh, it's a strange path that brought me this way, but, uh, but it's been really fun so far. Awesome. So what would you attribute or what would you identify as Yak Gadget's most popular product to date? So when I think when we first came out, like with the mounts, the one thing that I wanted to create was also a way to control the steering. Um, and so I, and I looked at some options of what was on the market and there really wasn't much. There was maybe like maybe one other item. And I was like, oh, I can make a, a control steering arm for foot controlled steering and even a pole for pole control. So, you know, give users the option. Um, and that became like my most popular seller for a long time until the crate. And so far, this crate has kind of exploded and has become its own animal. And, uh, and since January, uh, I've probably sold close to three hundred of them. Oh. Um, and so, and that doesn't even that doesn't even you know include the tray, which was born from the from the crate. And the trays have also been really popular. So right now it's kind of been like, and then the anchor system has really caught on fire lately as well. So I'd say right now our most popular items is the anchoring and the and the crate storage. Um, those have been like the t- two things. And we kind of created a seat bag, and that's starting to catch on as well. But but so far in popularity, as of late, it's been the crate. But since last June, it's probably been the anchor system. So they're kind of tied right now. Yeah, I'm going to have to say I, I attribute that uh, growth with the the crate, especially when you made the, the bigger version of it. Um, yeah. Kind of came in, uh, you, you caught a perfect storm with the release of the 
plano uh edge box yes you know and everybody's getting a 3700 size yeah and you know like for a long time you know i i still rock 30 3600s i try to keep um i try to keep the amount of lures that i'm carrying to a minimum and that's mainly because like brad and i are both like mainly river guys so the amount of weight that we want to tote around and drag you know our our kayaks with it it, we try to keep it to a minimum because i mean the kayaks that we we are using i mean the bonafide is not a light boat i mean it's light in comparison to pedal drives but still (laughs) when you're trying to go up some of these river banks you're like dude it's muddy it's we're dragging it's just a pain in the butt so yeah yeah but with the Plano Edge box, everybody's really been jumping on board because of the the style of the box, the fact that it's ultra clear like it is. It's easy identifiable. You can carry a lot in a thin profile, but it still has that that not bulkiness as far as the width, but the overall size of the box is still large, um, just not the depth of it. And everybody's big gripe, especially using like black packs and stuff like that, was you'd have to take out like if you I run like both 36 and 30, I have a couple 37s and I'd have to take out like mm-hmm. a couple boxes to be able to get that box out. And, you know, when you're kayak fishing, it's always inevitable. You drop stuff. So it's always in the back of your mind like, man, where am I going to set this box? I don't want to knock it over and forget about it or whatever. And right. So I know when Brian, Brian put his in, dude, he's so stoked about it. He's like, dude, like it's so much easier now. Like, you know, that, that crate just makes it so much more simple. So that's awesome. It's awesome that you literally was able to release that and start selling it right when this big spike and the need of it happened, you know? So that's, that's pretty cool, man. It's, it's great timing. (laughs) Yeah, I, I I wish I could say I planned it, but I totally did not. I mean, I I you know I think that's where if I had not gone to the consumer shows, I I probably wouldn't have been able to hit that timing. And and this is this is one of the reasons why outreach is just critical, especially for a startup like myself. Just come you know any way you can outreach to the public. We do it a lot with our social media as well. It's just, I mean, customer feedback is critical, and one yeah. voice is as important as a thousand for me. And yeah. and and that's one of the things that I learned from social media. It's like if one person has a problem, it's like treat it like ten thousand people are screaming because it. And 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 I think that's because it's important, but it's also it, it's also awesome too. It's stressful sometimes, but it's also awesome too because you're. They're telling you what they want. They're telling you what what problems they're having. They're they're a built-in focus group, and and so that's why those consumer shows I think led to that box uh, being created the way that it's been now. And and now with the Plano, because I again I I had to go back and look at thirty-seven hundreds and look at all the different variations of thirty-seven hundreds out on the market as well, and say, okay, I'm not just going to make it to fit it horizontally, but I'm going to give it a little bit of padding because there's some boxes that are thicker, there's some boxes that are thinner, like 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 that new Plano box, like the Edge, and then there's there's some that are even a little bit longer than the thirty-seven hundred size that mm-hmm. you know, because thirty-seven hundred is right at about fourteen inches, so 
there's some that are like 14 and a half, 14.75, even 15. So I wanted to go at least 15 to 15 and a quarter to accommodate that as well. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, the thing too, I think with the crate as well is I think we just attacked it differently. Um, and, and also, I also said too, if I'm going to make an XD, I'm going to give you more rod holders. Hey, I'm going to look at the competitors. You know, they're giving you maybe three or four rod holders. I'm going to give you six. Right. I love yeah. it. My partner looked at me like I was nuts. He was like, dude, are, <laughs> are, are you sure? And I'm like, look, man, absolutely. Because the thing is, and, you know, and, and there are some challenges with that, too, because it's like with the bona fides, they, yeah. can, they, can house the, they can house the XD. However, they're still not wide enough to have rod holders on the side and have that extra width as well. So we're and we're we're actually coming up with some with some add-ons that will help you will help you solve that problem now. Like I'm including some extra riser feet that will rise that crate up to where you That's can still idea. have your rod holders on the side. Well, hey, John, oh yeah, man, I've already got it. It's it's coming. Out. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Here's an idea too. And this is to play off like Brad and yeah. uh, and myself, because we are river guys and this may, yes. I don't know if this is a possibility, if it would help solve that solution or if it would just be the risers, but to uh, maybe just have holes drilled where you can change the angle of those rod holders to where it's aiming backwards. Like everybody used to do with PVC and stuff like that, you know, in a sense, like you're, molded in rod holders yeah. that were in the included in the boat maybe it would just be a change of angle that that would solve that problem with those because it's yeah. the ones that are on the sides right that kind of is, is the hang up because yeah. jackson jackson's notorious for fairly narrow and like a weird shaped yeah. rear tank well like my black pack doesn't fit didn't fit in the uh Kusa hd very well i mean it did yeah. but it still sat up slightly in the back um but and yeah. that wasn't even that wasn't even having rod holders, man. Well, that was, and that was just well, great. So, yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this real quick um, to to kind of tackle that a little bit. Um, so that's why I made the crate out of the material that I make it out of. It's actually three eighth inch thick, so it's a very strong box. It's a little heavier, but but you can drill into it. And, and so it gives you the opportunity to make that storage platform the way that you want to. So, yes, you can mount those rod holders at an angle, which is great for river fishing with the low-hanging trees and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, and you can also put, you know, cam I've got customers have uh, mounted mighty mounts to it, camera booms to it, 
Um, we've got some additional add-on accessories that we're going to have that you can drill to it and add to it as well. Um, we, I, I, I really created that as a base, a jumping off point for a larger storage platform solution where you can really, again, just like our other things, you can make it your own. And, um, and so, so that's why I went with that thicker material. It's more costly. Uh, I probably don't make as much profit off of it as I do maybe some other things. But I looked at that and said that's the sacrifice I'm willing to make because it's giving the users the ultimate like platform and make it optional for them to grow and scale it just like with some of our other things that we offer. So, and multifunctional, again, you know, putting a camera boom on it or... You know, um, I love the Crescent SUP Plus. I own one, and having that crate on there now makes it a really great fishing platform. But I don't, it's not like other kayaks where I have a lot of track room to put other accessories. So I mount them to my crate, mm -hmm. um, wh whether it's my camera mount or whether it's an extra, like a bazooka rod holder where I can then control the angle when I'm in those low hanging trees. So it really, I really built it as a jumping off point for you to really take it and make it your own. That's why the riser feet are coming out for it. I've got, I've got some other storage options as well. Um, um, you know, a hog trough solution. Um, so I've got, I've got a few different things coming out for for that crate. So again, that evolution never stops. So awesome. I see a lot of people in the bonafide group. I'm pretty active in there. Uh, they'll post this crate and then they'll say, oh, the other rod holder don't fit on one side. I always tell them uh, the way I have my crate set up, I'm going to have yeah. both. I'm going to have two rod holders on, on, on the left side, not one on each side, because yeah. I, I, that helps me with casting. I cast from the right side, so I'm yeah. not going to get tangled in that rod. Yeah. Uh, if, if you move that other rod holder to the same side and have two on one side and four yeah. across the back you don't have any issues with it fitting at all. That's right. That's right. And that, and that's the thing. It's like, but I wanted to leave some of that up to the user to figure yeah. out how they wanted to style it for their own needs. I don't want to, I don't ever want to make a product and do the thinking completely. F and, and, and because that shuts it down for the user, it's like, okay, you got to do it this way or it's not yeah. going to work. That limits, that limits who I can sell to. Um, because everyone you know, the one thing I've learned about the kayak community, especially from the DIY uh, aspect of the community, mm -hmm. we've got some incredible thinkers. Uh, yeah. You've got a lot of guys that are that are hardworking, uh, you know, whether they're fabricators, construction guys, guys that are do-it-yourselfers that know how to do things and make things. And so I, I wanted to also make this for those guys where, hey, take my crate. And, and go to town and then take pictures of it. Get those pictures back to me so I can post them on the on the site and show people like what you've done with it. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a Lego approach, if you will. Like I'm a big fan of Legos, and and what and what's great about Legos is you can take it and make it the way you want it and and, and easily build things. So I wanted to make things kind of componentized and also where you can scale it and add things to it and then offer some additional add-ons that you can put on it. And, and turn it into something else. Like the risers will now solve that problem if you want to rock, you know, rod holder. If, heck, if you want to put eight on there, you can, you know. Yeah. So that that's where, you know, and again, that's all coming from feedback that, that we've gotten. But so far, the overall, like, feedback on the crate has been, like, way beyond my expectations. 
Um, and it's really, I think we're on to something. I think we've caught on to, to a really cool movement. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said um, about uh, like having people uh, use your crate and not having them like do it the way that you had it designed, uh, you know, uh, having them customize it however they want. Uh, th that's the one reason why I didn't go with the flambeau crate. I didn't like the rod yeah. holders and how like everything fit together like that. Yeah, Yours is a lot more customizable and I, it's, it's, it's the best crate I've used so far by, by far. Right. And the well, other thing, it. yeah. And the other thing I like about it is I don't know if you've seen the Calcos battle box. It's a total yeah. tackle box. Yeah. Well, it, it's like the thickness of two tackle boxes put together. It yeah. fits perfectly inside that crate with no issues. You know, that's another happy accident. Like, I would yeah. love to sit there and say, oh, we got one of those, and we measured it to, to go for that. Um, I, I knew the way that I designed it, I wanted to kind of give you dividers, but I didn't want to, again, I didn't want to dictate like mm -hmm. like how you how you placed your stuff within that box so i wanted to make it as open as possible and when i originally created the crate at by the way it was at the paddle sports retailer show last year but it was like it was made in a different material and it was just sitting to the side and very few people like saw it but i had like four or five like dividers in it and mm -hmm. i and i designed it to be componentized where you could remove one and kind of move one around and I may go back to that at some point, but for now, it's like the two dividers uh, evenly spaced out. And it's worked really, really well. Um, and, and obviously, there'll be changes, and again, evolutions to it as we move forth. And um, I know, you know, Jason Ricketts, who's been a, a, a really good friend. He's also managed, he also works with me, manages our pro team at Yak Gadget as well. You guys know Rick, you guys know Ricketts mm -hmm. really well. Awesome dude. And he's gave him, he's given me, a lot of um, he's given me a lot of great information as well of how to take the crate into a different direction and you know been meeting with some other manuf uh, manufacturers as well and and so it you know we're always gonna like improve it and 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 you know and take it take it to the next level I really see in this I see this kind of being a marathon with this product I don't think it's gonna be a trend uh, type thing I think it's gonna be a I want it to be a a crucial component yeah so i was basically just saying i was just basically just saying like we're just going to continue to to make the product better and uh and you know and, and but i think where we're at right now with it is a really good you know for for 2020 i think we're at a really good place with it but but you know by by midsummer we're going to have some cool add-ons for it I'm excited for that, man. I, I like the sound of the riser thing too, because I have yeah. the issue of the bungees in the back on the bonafide getting stuck right there where the bungees from the cover hook in. Yeah. So yeah. I have a feeling rising that up a little bit will solve that issue. No problem. Yeah. A hundred percent. We've done some early tests. I have a SS one Oh seven in the shop. And uh, so I've done some early tests with it. It's going to solve it 100%. And, you know, and, and, and again, that just shows you where it can go because I did not make it for the bona fide boat originally. I made it for the Hobie and the, and the, uh, and the native guys because they had, the huge, they had the huge whales in the back. And then I sat it in my 107 and said, uh, this fits because uh, I, I attended the regular low pro to, to, to fit the bona fide because our regular low pro will fit it with rod holders on the side 
you got tons of clearance. I mean, you can still put the 3700s in there, you know, long ways like you do the black pack, but um but uh I had intended, you know, the the XD to be more for you know the uh, you know the boats with the huge wheel wells, but I mean not wheel wells. I'm sorry, the the storage wells in the back. But what I'm finding now is guys are buying this crate and they're they're somehow they're putting it on they're putting on other boats that you know I didn't you know uh, originally plan on being used on, and I think that's awesome. Again, that just that shows you this thing is kind of organic. You know, it takes on a life on its own, and if you don't pay attention to that then you kind of get you kind of get passed over over time you know and i i think that's what's happened with some of the products that are out there and and so i'm constantly monitoring all of the the different uh user groups on facebook and now you know there's people there's jackson users that are using the xd there's 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 other people you know and i love it because the blue sky guys are using that because it's oh, open yeah perfect for them you know they have they have no limits and far gosh they could put all they could put a whole you know storage chest on the back if they want it uh and i've had some guys ask me hey can you make one that's like twice as wide <laughs> and, and i'm like ah, i don't think i'm gonna make the the, the low pro horse trough just yet but <laughs> well, let's like get it. let's get into um something that i was really impressed with something that I really caught interest in. And that was the shallow water anchor system. Um, yeah. You know, with, with kayak fishing, we've seen it evolve so much in the past, you know, three years with the pedal drive market exploding. Um, yeah. You know, there's people dropping, um, you know, a couple grand putting, you know, torpedoes on and, and now we've got the, you know, bow mounted <clears throat> trolley motor movement. And it's just, it's been one thing after another, and one of those that um, took off was when PowerPole introduced the micro anchor yep. system, uh, which I've gotten a chance to actually use one of those. I, I did a couple a few weeks ago when, when I did my first round against Brian in the bracket tournament, and I went fishing with a buddy of mine, and he's like, "Hey, dude, you know, like it's it was super windy day, and he has a Hobie PA14. He's like, I'm gonna be able to handle the wind." way better than you dude and at the time i didn't install my anchor system in yet um i have an anchor wizard um for you know for deep water <clears throat> and we were going to be in water that literally at its deepest point was like six feet deep and so <clears throat> he uh, -huh. uh we i got a chance to use one of those and they're awesome man it's just when you when you're getting into this stuff it you do realize that there's some pretty steep you know price tags yes on this stuff you know especially when it's battery operated and whatnot and in, you know you're looking at that micro power pole and once everything is said and done and you've bought the the actual mounting system or you know everything like that in the pole and the battery and you know all the stuff that comes so you're looking around 800 dollars or so you know mm -hmm. give or take yeah. a little bit and so when when i uh, stumbled across your booth and we took a look they were like dude check this out and i'm like dude that's just that's a fraction of the cost of what you know a power yeah. pole is and you know you and i talked about it i'm like so what's your honest opinion you know does it work uh just as well and you said you know at the time you were like yeah everybody that i've gotten feedback from is really really liking it and for those who don't know his 
shallow water system is manually operated. So you have a like a tether, like a paracord style rope that's attached to the bottom of the pole itself and has like a little lever pulley system that helps you raise and lower it. And um, you can cleat it, you know, or like Brad's getting ready to with his Y1. He's getting ready to actually hook it onto an anchor wizard. So it makes it even easier. Um, And what's cool with with that, Brad, I was just sitting sitting there thinking, I'm like, dude, that's an excessive amount of rope. But I'm like, well, you know, if he ever needs to replace it, he's just got a spool of paracord at his disposal, you know. Um, And um, so let's get into that a little bit because I know you've got some variations to it. Um, Obviously, the one that... I had seen at the time was the one that just bolted right into the same pattern as the micro right. anchor. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about the variations that you guys have come up with with that. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Sure. So, you know, as you guys well know that, you know, this product isn't, isn't a new concept. There were other people that had made similar products. And, um, and when I got into it, I knew that and I, you know, I really wanted to make sure that if we're going to make this, it needed to be original and different um, and needed to be able to stand apart um, because, I, you know, that's already been done. So why why make it like someone else's? So what I try to do, um, I looked early on in the game to some things that I could point out that really led me down the path. And one is I wanted one with a solid construction. I kind of felt like using a hollowed box or something like that. Um, I really wanted to make it more solid, um, thus making it even more lightweight and more portable. You could make a smaller area uh, with a, you know, with a tighter fit if you want it, you know, and then I got into modular, uh, plates and that's the other thing like I wanted to be able to scale this I wanted to just like the low pro crate I wanted to be able to componentize it and add pieces to it and and you know let the users take it into a different direction if they want it which we do have some additional components coming out that adjustable wide plate uh, I'm calling it the adjustiflex because it is it is designed to adjust and and basically be flexible to whatever boat that you have but also it's it's modular so you could take the right side and replace it with with another anchor system and have two anchors you could easily you know upgrade it to a double pole you could you could uh i have an anchor wizard mounting plate coming out for it so you could have the anchor wizard on one side you could have your you you know our pole system on the other um so it's about so I wanted to create like a platform of flexibility with the product. Obviously, there were other products already on the market, so I wanted to go. Okay, how how can we differentiate ourselves with this with this piece? Um, the other thing I wanted to do too is make the pulley be external, not internal, and and it gives you better rigging options. 
Um, and I also like on the on the base plate itself is thick enough to where you can mount another pulley and change the direction of the rope and and then rig it um, however you need it. Um, we just we just sold um, a few of these to the Kaku customers that has the new Zulu. And if you know anything about that boat, the rear of that boat has like multiple power pole. They have like, I think like five power pole mounts on the back of it. And it fans out to like a 45 degree angle. And Kevin Hawkins of Kaku, by the way, I think he's done a masterful job because he's made a platform where you can easily put stuff on it. It's like the dream rigging like solution. That Zulu is a very impressive boat. Uh, I have no affiliation with them. I just, I, I like the craft and how it's designed. But with the 45 degree with ours, because where the rope's coming out, if you're trying to pull straight, you're going to hang up a lot. So what, so what I did was, you know, create, you know, that base plate where you can mount another, another pulley. By the way, we've, we've also changed from a, a yak attack pulleys that we were using with the system now to a block cheek piece. Uh, that's a solid piece. And I, I like it even better now because it's allowing the, the platform to be more flexible so you can mount a block cheek piece there at an angle and now redirect that rope to where you're still getting that ease of pull but now you can you can rig this thing where it can go all the way wrap around your boat if you want so um so i wanted to create systems that would allow you to be flexible enough to do that and i think we did that with the power pole that was kind of our our first one well the wide plate was kind of the first but the power pole the power pole connection came out maybe a week after and the power pole one kind of grew on its own and i was probably selling them at first to to the kaku market because they also like bonafide they have the they have the inserts on the back with a flat mounting system mm -hmm. and then of course of course, I changed the, the shape of it to fit Jackson because Jackson, you know, all the 2000, I believe 2018 or 2019 models has, has it kind of sunken in on the back uh, for the Kusas and the Mayflies and the, um, and the big rigs. And so I really wanted to use that mushroom shape to really custom fit that area so, so that it would go in. So it's kind of had a, I probably have evolved that power pole one probably six or seven times just to get it to where it's at now and then with the y plate i discovered quickly that i had made it for vibes because the shop that that uh i'm semi-attached to now um uh, they're a, a vibe dealer and so i had vibes there and so i made the y plate and then little did i know that actually perfectly fit the fill freeze so all the lures the Mokins, it fit that, it fit those boats perfectly as well. So I said, well, we'll go with these two for now. You know, we'll go with the power pole and we'll go with the white plate. And then I, I started having uh, tons of requests. Hey, can I put it on my big fish? Hey, can I put it on, put up on my wilderness systems, on my attack or on my ride? Can I put it on, um, you know, can I put it on a, uh, now I'm getting a lot of requests for new canoe. And by the way, we got some new canoe yes. stuff coming out. So if you're a new canoe fan, you own that boat, never fear. Yeah, gadgets here. We're coming out with that <laughs> stuff. But uh, but I started listening to those guys, and I started looking at it going, okay, I think I need to take this Y plate in a different direction. So I literally one morning walked in the shop and took one of the you know, unibody Y plates. I went over to the saw, and I just cut it in half. And then I 
went from there and uh, realized that I could make a system where it could be flexible and um, and adjust to whatever size the boat. And I think right now, I think it can expand up to almost about 38 inches, I think, which pretty much covers most of the boats out there. I know with Native, with the Titan, I've got a little bit more work to do, so I'm going to have a larger plate for that particular boat, an expander plate for just for that, because that that's probably one of the widest ones on the market. But uh, besides, yeah. I, I guess the new canoe, the new canoe, I think in the center of the boat is probably like 40, 41 inches on the, like the frontier. Um, but and the Hobies, of course. But with the Hobies, I have, you know we have other solutions for that. So. So it's really like I've become a nerd about all these different boats and uh, I kind of know like measurements almost in my head of, of all these different boats now. But it, but that's been the fun of it, too. But, I, you know, getting back to the anchor system itself, I think what we kind of figured out with some of our other products like the low pro crate as well is I wanted to make it multifunctional. And uh, actually on Christmas Eve, I was in the shop. And my wife called me, asked me when I was going to be home because, you know, it's Christmas Eve. And I was like, well, I just come up with this idea for a deep water plate to kind of make it like as if Anchor Wizard and Micro Power Pole had a baby where you could where you could put, you know, a regular anchor on the back if you wanted to work deep water and use the shallow anchor when you wanted to work shallow. You know, in winter fishing, you tend to fish a little deeper, um, you know, the fish go down deeper. Um, so I didn't want to limit you know, uh, limit the user's options. So I had that piece on the back and, and added that loop and made it standard, just made it included on everyone that's sold. And uh, it's gotten a lot of really good feedback, a lot of good reviews. Some guys, the river guys use it as a drag chain. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they put their drag chain on the back with their pole anchor. Um, and now, and Brad, uh, by the way, you've, you've actually inspired me to take it a step further. So, um, I'm got. I'm working on now developing a, a a collar weight system that goes around the bottom of the pole and and locks into our our uh, anchor collar there. And that's the other part of this anchor system that I wanted to be different as well. Was I wanted the because um, you because as you said before, Josh, about how it links to the pole. On some older systems, you almost had to drill a hole in your pole and run a bolt through it. You know. Uh, I didn't want to do that uh, because how do you how can you easily take it off right? So I create I created these little collars, and the collar goes around the bottom of the pole. It has an insert in it with an eye bolt, and then that eye bolt can just tighten you know hand tight and lock into to the anchor pole itself. And now you can adjust the height. So if you're fishing in like heavy grass mat, you can set that, you can set that, you know, pole, you can set that collar up the pole a little bit more to lock in that grass mat. If you're fishing hard bottom, you can set it lower. Um, and, and now, now with these, with these weights that I'm kind of developed, I've already kind of made a prototype. Um, and I'm going to be testing the crap out of it really soon. Uh, but going out on the water and adding another two pounds to the bottom, then it becomes almost a regular anchor and a pole at the same yes. time. And now that helps you, like, actually, uh, there's a great lake here in Tennessee connected to Percy Priest, which is solid rock. And uh, I want to go out, you know, 15-mile-an-hour, 16-mile-an-hour winds and, you know, design this system to where you're not going to scooch. Uh, on rock so that that's my new that's my new goal and the pole systems by the way you can't drive a pole through rock even with the micro power pole 
there's movement on rock, but I think if we add these different pieces to it, um, put some rubber feet on the end of the pole, like there, there's all kinds of things that we've got that we got working in the works. And, and so I'm releasing it kind of on your, I usually don't discuss ideas a lot on a podcast, but, uh, but, but we're kind of first to market with a lot of this anyway. So uh, this is kind of what we do. Um, but we have a lot of those things um, coming out. Again, just bringing more add-ons, more options, more components to make it a better system. People fish differently. Uh, there's there's guys that will go out and they fish nothing but oyster beds. There's guys that goes out and they fish nothing but but hard bottom. There's guys that fish nothing but grass mat or 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 very muddy bottom where a pole like this works good on its own. You know, I made a video recently about two weeks ago. I was I was out on my test lake that's all rock bottom, and it was about 16 mile an hour winds, and I was actually like surprised how well it was holding me it was holding me very very stable with the adjustable y plate uh at that and but i did notice you know some scooch you're gonna have that it unless unless uh i'm king arthur there's no way to drive something through rock so uh so i think you know now adding extra weights to it i think it will just make it a better system so it's just stuff like that again we listen to all the customer feedback, but the overwhelming majority of all of our users has been very, they've all said it's been a game changer for them. They've all said that it's given them the ability to fish more, um, which was why I came up with, you know, which is why I've released the product. I wanted to make something that gives you more casts. Uh, you're not having to adjust, you know, I have to pick your paddle up, especially if you're not using a motor. Um, if you go out and you're trying to fish in winds with, with just one anchor and and a paddle, you're going to be adjusting about 90% of the time. So I wanted to give users the ability to easily drop something that's going to lock them in and give them ultimately more cast on a bank, um, give them um, you know more of an opportunity to lock themselves in position and set them up to uh, you know to either go against the current or with the current depending on the conditions they want to fish in, which ultimately puts them on fish better. Um, and so that's been kind of where it's been. That's a very long-winded answer, but that's kind of where we're at right now. Isn't it? Yep. I, I am really pumped you're coming out with those uh, weighted collars on the bottom. I just had that idea. I was like, man, that, that'd be awesome. Help that pole slide down a little bit more. But the I wanted to kind of go over my set, uh, setup here real quick because I have the adjustable uh, Y-plate system, and I love it. i it's it's my favorite thing I've added on my kayak by far, and um, so what I'm doing is I'll have I I'm get I have another anchor wizard coming in the mail. I'm having that ran to the back on the left side, attached to the bottom of the pole, so I can yeah uh, pull it up and lower it pretty quick. And then on my right side, I'm gonna have another anchor wizard running yep. to the front with another uh, anchor. And what I did I I tested it this past weekend. Uh, I dropped my pole dropped the anchor off the front and I was probably in about 16 to 20 mile an hour winds as well. Like you mentioned. Yeah. I did not move one single inch. Yep. With both of those anchors. And I, I loved it because me, I, I'm more of a shallow fisherman guy. So being able to like dissect all these areas, like I like to do, yep. it, it, it was perfect. Yeah. And that, and again, that's kind of, I'm like you, I, I mainly, I, all the fish that I caught last year was in less than five feet of water. I mean, every, 
that I am a shallow water guy. Uh, I guess that's the Tennessee side of me. Uh, we we have a lot of great banks, and just you know, the banks are always open here, even on Sundays, and 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 so we we have great opportunities, whether it's lakes or even some of our flowing rivers like the Harpeth. Um, we just there's a lot of great shallow water opportunity for largemouth and smallmouth, for that matter. So I've always been a shallow guy, and so for me uh, that. I have found that that product has really helped me be able to be on the fish better and be able, but again, I, I'm glad you brought up the point about the secondary anchor. Um, you know, it, it, if you're going to be in any type of wind or current, you need more than one way to lock your boat down. Even Chad Hoover, Chad Hoover himself said that I remember watching the video. Gosh, when was this? This I, It might've been like in 2017, maybe, um, where he set up, he had like a three pound lead ball that he had running off the front handle of his bona fide. And then on the back, he had, you know, he had a micro power pole, but using those two things in conjunction with the, and I think he had his anchor wizards set up for the front one for the three pound lead ball off the front. And, and, and when I saw that, I was like, that makes all the sense in the world. And, and so, you know, we now have some things coming out for the front side for not just the rear side but uh but having a combo package even that we're going to have where you can buy uh some stuff that'll mount up front and some stuff that mounts in the back uh uh for for shallow water and even some deep water options so uh you know again we never stop we're always we're always looking to better not only the mousetrap but listen to all the different fishing experiences and come up with as many options as possible. Um, I'll put it this way. This time last year, we maybe had three or four products. This, this, That's this, crazy. To this point this year, we have over 55. Um, very few companies have gone from four to 55 in a year. Um, so, but, and, and, and again, people that are affiliated with me are like, dude, you're crazy. You're, you're making all this stuff. And I'm like, well, there's several reasons for that. But the main reason for me is the more options we can give you to shop with us, the more you're going to feel confident in our ability to meet your needs. And, and so for me, the more that I can offer, uh, our users, um, I, I feel like I sleep better at night. i I feel like we're doing the right thing. Some people would say that's a mistake. You're making too many products. But to me, the only thing better than too many SKUs is more SKUs. And uh, so I'm always coming out with new products. And, and that's what, and that's the way that's our, been our philosophy. And that's, I'm going to continue that. Um, and, you know, we learn from everything that we do, everything that we release. Um, and we listen to everyone uh, we consider everyone to be important in terms of um i mean there's so much you can listen to you know but we we really do do a good job of listening to the feedback the feedback is where it's at uh for the customers who have it and um i think we've done a good job of that and i think we've you know taken those things that have been said and we've applied them to just only continuing to improve the products that we have very cool very cool well, um, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up here, John. Um, I do appreciate you coming on. For those of you know listeners out there that may not be familiar with Yak Gadget, go check out their website, man. They have a lot of cool products. 
Um, you know, we just touched base on a few of them tonight. Um, but like John said, they have over 50, so we would be here for hours and hours. And <laughs> um, but there's a lot of cool things out there, you know, yeah. and it's like you mentioned before, there's a lot of uh, DIY guys out there who yeah. take the Yak Gadget products and they make it their own. Um, you know, just as something as simple as the the shallow water anchor. Um, I remember there was a gentleman I ran across a post and he um you know you put one of those anchors on regardless if it's a micro power pole or not and you kind of take away that rear handle system and yeah. he was able to just to add um the uh i want to say yak gear handles yeah. and to yeah. like right into the bolt um the bolt slots and it fit perfect and it, it was you know, so cool yeah yeah it was perfect and it was so cool it was so cool to see that it was like that's what i'm talking about right there it's like take mm-hmm. it and then make it fit your needs so now he has his handles he doesn't lose his handles it, it was genius yeah it really was yeah. but so check out yak gadget online it's just yakgadget.com correct john yep yep uh www.yakgadget.com our facebook is is also uh yak gadget our instagram is also yak gadget um our our youtube channel i think might be yak gadget jt um because i created it myself i may may change that to just yak gadget at some point um and we also got like i said our track mounted accessories coming out we have a whole line we've got at least four products that's going to be released like uh i want to say in the next two to three weeks um so yeah so we're 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 kind of reimagining some things um uh that's already out on the market and just offering some some new options to them uh a couple of products i've i've had a lot of uh, early feedback of people saying there's just not enough uh options on 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 some of these items so that's what we tried to do and so we've got that coming out uh we got more storage stuff coming uh we have a lower version of the tray um, so it'll fit some of the other boats that, you know, we originally made it for the Hobies and the high seat boats, like bonafide Hobies, the ones that sit up high. Now we've got one that's going to be probably about an inch and a half to two inches high. So it could fit on a lot of other, uh, of craft that have that area that's not being utilized. Um, we've got a new version of our bag, uh, coming out. Our rear seat bag has done really well. We have, a we have, a, another option, a few other options for that, uh, coming too. So, yeah, just stay tuned, man. We always got new stuff kicking out. All right. Well, John, I appreciate you taking the time and coming to talk with us. Brad, you got any other pressing questions or anything? No, I'm just going to say John has me fired up. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Brad's going to have yak gadget dreams. Yeah. Or or nightmares, depending on (laughs) how you get it. John. John's going to be like, Brad, will you stop messaging me with all these ideas, man? Let me do my job. Uh, that's the fun That's the fun part, you know? It's, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Talking with guys, I, again, it's like uh, that's, the, that's been one of the cool, most rewarding parts of this is to be able to establish the relationships uh, that I've made so far. And, and I also want to say this, too, really quick. Um, your, your podcast, man, has just been – um, I've been following it for quite a while. I've been a huge fan of it. And man, it, again, this is like what makes the industry fun for me is coming on and talking with guys like you that have been doing this for quite a while now. It's been gathering a great following. But but on top of that, a lot of knowledgeable uh, fishermen and have a, a lot of great guys associated. I know Jimmy Skinner, 
uh, is also a friend of mine that I met at um, the Lebanon, Tennessee Fishing Expo. I, uh, Hook One is one of my dealers, and I was in their booth with him uh, for our weekend. And what a great guy he is. And so it's yeah. fantastic to see him on here. Uh, and, and just an awesome guy. Can't say enough good things about him. So it's just a great community and, and I'm, and I'm very proud to be a part of it. And I'm really thankful for you guys for having me on the show and also, uh, you know, accepting me in that community, you know, not a problem, man. You know, it's, it's what it's about. We, we always touch on this in regards to a lot of our podcasts, our, our hosts all have that same belief that, you know, our main goal is to share knowledge, you know, share knowledge of our experiences, whether we're new or we've been around for a while. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that I can take, you know, a little bit of something from everybody that I ever run into or talk to and, you know, be able to benefit from it. And, you know, that was one reason I remember Brian saying that he started the pod was that, um, information was sort of limited and Mm -hmm. so our biggest goal here is just to get the word out and if we can help small companies or big companies or any company you know like that is going to help with the kayak fishing community or any angler that might be new or old and that has a question or you know anything that's uh, that's basically what it comes down to like we share experiences with one another and help help grow the sport and help everybody stay friendly towards each other and just keep helping each other you know Yep, exactly, exactly. It's uh, um, I think one of our early taglines was, you know, uh, United We Fish. And uh, I, that's what I really wanted to end up being is develop a community where, you know, we're all fishing for the same purpose because we love it. And we, we love being on the water. We dream about being on the water. We dream about hooking into our PB whenever we, you know, what, whatever we're going for. I mean, heck, uh, I have personal bests in several species, and, and I've been getting into catfishing lately. And so I've got some products that we've already considered for the catfishing because that, that world is starting to explode. And also Snakehead, we got some stuff that, and, and you know, and one product that hasn't been talked about a lot, but our Yakwell, you know, is, uh, that's been a product that Will Mansfield, a KBF fisherman, um, and he also has a Sunshine Trail as well down in Florida. He was co designer with me on that product. Uh, ben Adrian is, a, is another really great guy that's part of our protein now uh, that I worked with the Ben Adrian front side mount that we sell for the Maverick uh, 120 that he's fished out of for, for a long time. So I've gotten to establish some awesome relationships with great fishermen as well. And and again, that's just what this is about. I mean, it's the community. And, and again, I'm not ever going to say that I'm, I have the exclusivity rights on what's a good idea. It's like uh, if somebody, you know, wants to work with me to produce a product together, I have no problem with that. We co-produce it together and we both make money off of it if we can. Um, it, it's again, it's like I it's one of those things where I've, I've just learned that you can't do anything alone. And you guys have seen it with your podcast and how much it's grown uh, over the last few months too is is you can't do it alone. And and there are a lot of generous people out there wanting to help you wanting to just are just good hearted generally good people that just want to support a movement that they can get behind and believe in and we've been overwhelmed by the support that we've gotten and uh you know we're going to continue to try to do the right things to 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 you know hopefully you know continue to earn that trust that we've built so far so i really appreciate you guys a lot 
Not a problem, man. You know, we, Brad and I, and, you know, Nate and Ricketts, and we all, you know, came by the booth and we all gained a lot of respect for what you guys are doing over there. So we just want to, you know, take a time, say thank you, and give, give you an opportunity to come on the pod and showcase what you guys are doing. So um, with that, I think we'll go ahead and uh, finish up. Brad, you good? I'm good, man. All right. Well, John, thank you for taking the time. Also, thank you to all of our listeners for joining us with another episode of The Final Cast. We will see you guys next week. Peace out. See ya. Y'all take care. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle and Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.